This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So guys, welcome back to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. I hope all is well with you this new day, week beginning 26th February, last week in February 2024. The days are just flying by. So excited to be sharing this second session around the series of being unstuck, resolving our own personal, spiritual, mental conflicts quickly. How important is this? Why do we need to do it? Can we resolve it quickly? What part our enemy, um, what part does he play in this when we are stuck and we refuse to resolve things? Um, so we're going to we're going to move forward and, and you know, touch on some of that stuff, talking about our triggers, becoming more aware of when we're getting triggered, how to how to resolve these things. So, uh, so just believe ways as we go go with us that we'll we'll uh, get to a new place. Uh, we'll establish new habits, new truths, new perspectives. Paul says to Timothy in chapter 1 of Timothy, he says, listen, with the, according to the prophetic imitations and the, and the words that I've given you, the inspired words that I have given you, I'm praying that you are aided by these so that you can wage a good warfare. So this is similar. The whole goal of uh, disseminating, uh, promoting the truth, teaching the truth, is so that those who hear it can receive it and by it wage a good warfare. Remember Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, this book of the law uh, shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. Then and then only do you we make our way prosperous. Then and then only do we have good success. So in a nutshell it's saying ponder Ponder these words. God spoke to Joshua saying, Ponder this, I'm telling you. Don't ignore it. Don't just have a blasey attitude to what I say to you. Pay attention. Listen, because you're going to have good success. You're going to prosper spiritually, mentally, relationally when you ponder what I tell you and practice it. And like Paul said to Timothy here, that these words, you know, as you receive them into your heart, Inspired by them, aided by them, you'll be able to wage a good warfare. Come on, someone. Wage a good warfare. That means a fight that wins. That means it's a giving you the, the required qualities, a good fight. That you've got the required weapons and tools to be able to overcome. So, let's just kick off a wee prayer. Just asking God for those eyes to see. Father, we just turn our hearts to you this brand new day. We just thank you, coming in agreement with the listener. God, we, we unite together, we agree together, wherever two on earth agree come to anything that they ask, it shall be done for them. So we agree, we're agreeing for your light, we're agreeing for not just knowledge, but revelation, wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Open up our eyes that we can see new things. Give us spiritual receptiveness so that we can hear new things. Hearts that can receive understand, retain what's been said and walk in it. No longer uh, it's going in one ear and out the other but coming into us and we say I receive that 
I um I accept that. I fight for that. I I stand on that and I apply that. I want to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. I want to be those who apply and be known by uh, because I'm blessed and what I uh, what I do because I use what's been given to me and I see the fruit, the results. So we just thank you for that this new day in Jesus' name. We thank you for that. So today, guys, I'm just going over last week's scripture. And we, we spoke for Ephesians chapter 4, uh, and it's, Be angry, be angry at sin, the Amplified says, and the Amplified. Be angry at immorality, be angry at injustice, be angry at ungodly behaviour. That's fine. It's natural, inevitable, it's normal. But don't let it lead you to sin. Don't let your anger cause you shame. Don't allow it to last until the sun goes down. And then don't give the enemy an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge, by nurturing anger, by harbouring resentment or cultivating bitterness. So some tremendous light in just that, that scripture. You could go over it and just see that the, the clarity of instruction that could aid us in our ability to resolve our personal difficulties. When we're upset, and we're all going to get upset, we're going to get upset with people, injustice, ungodliness, perverseness. We live in a crooked and perverse generation. That is the reality. Wickedness, deception, lies. People deliberately living in unacceptable ways. Who They just don't care. That's the reality, the situation we live in, the world we are in. So it's normal to be angry. It's inevitable to be angry about that. Yet, We've been, we're instructed not to let our anger. We've not to allow it. And that just doesn't mean anger. Obviously, we can talk about a whole range of emotional issues. Things that disturb us. Things that make us upset, shake us. Make us lose composure. Take our attention up. So many things that we have to say, no, I'm not letting that happen. I have to recognise it's triggering me, but I'm not allowing this to lead me into sin, to grudge bearing, to resentment, to uh, bitterness, to nurturing all these other things. Why? Because when you do that, you just give the devil an opportunity. You're giving him an opening and a window of opportunity in your life, in my life when we do it, to operate her, to control us her, to influence her life her, to then, it doesn't just stick with one person. One verse in the Bible talks about a little leaven leavens a whole lump. So I do I think uh, like this is only going to infect that relationship. I allow that resentment and grudge to take root. That eventually infects a lot. A little leaven, a little sin contaminates the whole batch. It contaminates your whole life, the whole mind, this whole spiritual life. So I have to recognise that I can't give room for the devil. So, the day I just want to focus on another scripture, and this is the famous passage when Peter is being told for Jesus he's going to deny him three times before the, the cock shall crow this night. But he starts by saying to him, Simon, Simon, listen, Satan has asked. That, that he could have you, some translations say. Just a wee bit like the story of Job. Satan has asked God permission. He's asking 
if he could have you so he could sift you like grain. See this this uh, sifting here, what Jesus is saying, they all know what he's talking about because back there the threshing process for grain, they went through a kind of sieve and, and the grain would be in a sieve and it'd be shaken violently so that all the dirt and other impurities would cling, that would cling into the grain would come out and it would separate the good grain, the usable grain from the, the rank stuff, the bad stuff. So he's saying... Satan has desired to sift you like this. He's desired to shake you. What do you mean shake? He means shake you apart, shake the good out of you, shake the faith out of you, break you down, crush you, wreck your faith. He's desiring to, to make to make you, to try you, to test you to the point to show you that look there's what you really are. Look what's in you. You're no like what you've done with Job, you're no you're no a you're no a good guy, you're no true, you're no a man of integrity. Just give you a wee bit of testing and we'll see what comes out of you. But Jesus said this, which was a, such a redeeming thing. He says, listen, I've prayed for you. In the midst of all this testing, your faith wouldn't fail. That your faith wouldn't be, you wouldn't become shipwrecked. You wouldn't throw your faith away. You wouldn't allow the testing to, to make you lose heart. The, the relational difficulty you wouldn't allow these things the failures in Peter's case it was a failure it was the, it was the, the denying them you know but whatever that is in our life we wouldn't allow that to harden our hearts we wouldn't allow that the discouragement that can keep in the failures the, the disappointments we experience all the different things that we go through whatever that is for you there's a hundred things a thousand things but it's like do I give up hope I just throw my faith away because things didn't go the way I think they should or it didn't go in the right exact timing I thought it should or it didn't fit the plan in my head our ways are not God's ways his ways are higher his thoughts are higher so I have to be able to trust them when things don't go exactly according to the plan I, I, that I expected and he said this also to Peter after this has happened when you've turned and you've repented I charge you to go and strengthen and establish your brothers, your brothers and sisters, your brethren. This full picture was, you know, he's, he's, he's getting sifted, he's getting tried, like us. We get through whatever trials we get through, the stuff that we go through when it comes to conflicts, when it comes to relational disappointments, when it comes to relational failures, when it comes to our own, how we de deal with our own stuff, our own failures, our own, you know, mistakes our own past, it's about, do I give Satan this, this place to completely crush me from? Do I allow the thought of all that failure and dis discouragement and fear and, and grudges and all that stuff, the pain and offence and the heart, do I allow this to hurt my heart? The way Peter communicated, sorry, Jesus communicated to Peter, he's saying, listen, when you recover by the grace of God, when you've repented, when you've said that was wrong and I turn, this, this failure, does the, uh, it's no final, this is not the verdict, this is not the final verdict on me, it's not the last word on me. He's saying, listen, after that's all happened, you turn and help others, you go back and help others resolve their issues, help them deal with their own failures, help them deal with their own the difficulties and, and, and resolve things and not no let them lose heart. Encourage them not to get hard and just give up hope. I love the message translation. 
The message says, Jesus says, Peter, stay on your toes. Satan has tried his best to separate all of you from me. All your faith, all your hope, the development, the character, the relationship that's formed over the however long you've been walking with, with, with God. But he says, I've prayed for you, in particular, I've prayed for you, Peter, that you don't, you don't give in, you don't give up, and you don't give out. But when you've come through this time of tent- testing, turn to your companions and give them a fresh start. Whew! Beautiful, man. Eh? Cracking. So, so good. That, that, even in the midst of our most painful of situations, Peter's denying them. We get through our painful failures, embarrassment, humiliating losses, humiliating mistakes. He says, listen, don't give up. Don't give up and give up. But when you've come through it, I'm telling you to turn, turn back to others and help them, give them a fresh start, release them from their prisons, from their places they've been so stuck, stuck in grudges, stuck in resentment, stuck in whatever it is, stuck in uh, these unresolved issues, these almost impenetrable, entrenched views of, that's it, things have no went my way, so I'm so bogged down, I'm so trapped, I'm so immobilised. Thank God that our, our, our uh, failures or these relational issues don't have to be that type of verdict on us. That this doesn't have to be final. That we can have an fresh start. We can we can move uh, beyond that. Um, so, is that not great? It's great that, uh, you know, in the midst of this shaking and testing, you know, God can turn it around for our good. God can refine our character through it. But, you know, I had a few experiences this week and it was all similar to do with resolving things, addressing and resolving painful things, losses, disappointments, relational issues. And, you know, number one place for us all is humility. Because the minute I start blaming, the minute I pass the buck on to others, um, then I'm disempowering. I'm missing the point of what's God up to in me through this. So humility is important. Humility, asking the right questions, right? What's going on? Where am I at with this? What has been what has been done in me through this? What was my part in this? Before we point the finger. And then honesty. The importance of honesty. After the Ephesians 4 scripture, when he says a bit, be angry, he also says, reject all falsehoods, falsehood, whether that's lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumours, any such of these things. Speak the truth to one another, for we're all parts of one body. So he's, Paul's so clear that honesty is key, no half-truth, transparency and honesty. And that takes humility to live like that. I've had an experience years ago with a pastor who didn't who who spoke to another pastor and you know said things that were harmful, but then denied them when the pastor confronted them. A pastor to a pastor. What was that all about? Pride. The the pastor's inability to lose face and not actually own up to here's what I said. Uh, so the other part here is the feet. You must stop stealing. You must stop lying. You, you know, 
Don't let unwholesome foul talk come out your your mouth. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger, resentment, strife be put away for you. Every kind of malice, verbal abuse, but be kind to one another. So, you know, all these things are when we are in the process of resolving issues, be on guard against defending ourselves, preserving ourselves. Um, you know, and another point is, how do you get on if you've spent months or weeks or days and you've, 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 you've lost heart because something's happened, you've not resolved it quickly, you've not actually got You've no, you've no gained benefit out of it. You've no allowed God into it to even, even how bad it was, even how much the disappointment, failure it was. You've no gained His perspective. Um, we can't get away for this, and that for me, I want to shout this for the rooftops because how important this is that we have to stop what we're doing. It's con- It's just counter-cultural in this world we live in. Come or cause to come to an end or something. When you're in the midst of the busy lives, we just don't find the time. We'd rather just run into some distraction, some sin, some sensual pleasure to block out how we feel. But that doesn't solve the problem, as we know, numbing things, medicating things. You know, stopping, getting away alone, allowing God into those areas. The second thing that God spoke to me when I started last week, I, I, I said God spoke to me three things, and I, I shared the first thing last week about the, the Tour de France. Um, and that was all about when you've got a puncture, stop. Get it righted. The second thing I got was, at that moment, uh, it was about 2006, I had a laptop and I was using, a friend of mine put this programme called Spybot Search and Destroy. And I remember... You haven't to use it, and you would scan. What it would do? You'd have to stop using your laptop, and this thing would scan your uh, your laptop for uh, viruses. It would search for them. It would search them out, and then destroy the selected problems. You'd have to press the fix the selected problems button before moving on. But the 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 thing I got that as I waited in quiet. It's part of the three words I got, and it was it was stop using it. And scan. I thought that was a tremendously helpful instruction. Spybot Search and Destroy. It was activated on the on the laptop to search for, to scan for, to detect certain problems and then to destroy those problems. <laughs> and so what how does that look in our life? When we've got viruses, when we've got things that are disturbing us, when we've got the things that have provoked us to wrath, to triggered us, the things that have disappointed us, the failures, the letdowns, the rejections of life, the things that come in, the relational conflict, it's so important that, that like what I said last week, we don't just try to pump up our tyres and fix our problems, just, you know, with our self-effort. In my experience, getting away, just, just discontinuing, stopping, the normal work, the normal environment we're in, the normal routine, moving ourselves out of that, getting away alone into nature, just finding that quiet place 
and then clarity has comes. For me, it's it's came so 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 often up up a hill next to a river, down the beach, something shifts, some inspired direction, that insight come when you make that room, and that's been true for me. You know, in that sense that it's so much easier depending on this Holy Spirit to help us identify and detect what the virus is within us, what our part is. As we get away alone, as we take stock, as we survey and examine what's going on and asking for his eyes, we then see, right, there's what you need to do. Here's what to do to diffuse that situation. Here's what to do to resolve that thing. And that, to me, has been... It's something that needs to be shouted for the rooftops because when you're in this, almost like this, the mouse, the meal, the wheel, the mouse and the wheel, it's like you're going round and round and round and round and round and nothing's changing. We're not doing anything different. Remember the definition of insanity. To keep doing the same things but expecting different results. So to break that pattern, to make room for inspiration, to make room for intervention is so, so uh, necessary. And allowing the Holy Spirit in to fix the selected problems. <laughs> to help identify what those problems are. So, I hope that's been a blessing to you. I'm not going to speak too much longer. I think that's enough. Let's just focus on the things that, that Jesus said to Peter. That you can relate with. If you're going through that hard time, you feel as if you're getting sifted. You feel as if you've been shaken apart. You feel as if that what's been happening to you feels like as if it's breaking you down. Uh, try to crush you and to wreck your faith. Take heart for the words for, for Jesus to Peter. Don't give in. I'm praying for you that your faith doesn't fail. That you don't allow your faith to fail. As I read in, in Ephesians, you know, but don't allow this anger to lead you to sin, don't allow this discouragement, this disappointment because of what's going on, the rejections the, the difficulties you're experiencing don't allow them to make you lose heart to throw your confidence away, that your faith in God would fail this for me this, the second part of that when he talked about recovering you know, and I know that that's what I'm that's what God has shown me, we can recover as we get away alone with him make that a priority but we can experience his grace there, there may be the repentance needed but you know we then can experience being kept by the power of God and that the deep rooted words that he has implanted into us will only be given up we only throw them away because of the persecution because of the disappointment and that's what we're all prone to when you think of the four, the, the parable of sowing the seed in the four specific grounds. And then when the persecution comes and the lack of depth of earth, that the seed's not been uh, established deep enough, the roots not been uh, planted deep enough down, we can give up. That's, that's the danger of allowing the things to build up 
we just throw our confidence away, we'll let our faith become shipwrecked. So, let these words, like Timoth- Paul to Timothy, for 1 Timothy 1.18, let these words become inspiration to you, that aided by them, you are able to wage a good warfare when it comes to resolving your own personal conflicts. That you no longer need to stay bogged down, immobilised, trapped, stuck in place and defeat and entrenched in discouragement. No, we believe that God is working in me, he's working for me, he's working through me. We believe that we have the victory, that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That in I get through all this stuff that we go through, he says, in the face of all this, yet we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. We get victory, being a surpassing victory, an abundant victory, because of him who loved us. But why? Because he overcame the world. And in his conquering power, we can walk today. We can face our challenges with his conquering power, knowing that nothing can separate us from his love. Nothing. No power power on earth, power for hell, no difficulty, nothing above or below. Angels, principalities, heights, depths, nothing can separate us from his love. So I encourage you as I close with prayer, I encourage you, don't give up. Don't let you don't throw your faith away because of difficulties. Face the storms of your life confidently. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you, to enlighten you as to what needs to be fixed and eradicated and destroyed and what you need to do when it comes to how they are, what they need to do to address the certain problems, the resolving of the certain conflicts in my own life. So God, we just thank you for that. We thank you that through your spirit that's what you do when we don't know what to pray for your spirit aids us. We thank you that you give us your word. You sent your word and it healed them and it delivered them from all their destructions. And I thank you that God, that's what your word does. Your truth makes us free as we receive it, abide, abide in it, continue in it, not just quit because of difficulty, not just give up because of challenge and, 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 and failure. As we continue and continue to persist in the face of the difficulties, we thank you that we will know the truth and the truth will make us free. So we bless you, God. I pray for every listener. Pray, God, that as they find the courage, as they find the strength, oh God, to not allow, allow the difficulties to crush them, not allow the, uh, the enemy of our souls to, to make us lose heart and throw our faith away in the midst of challenges and situations. Help us to come forth and through these things, through the testing, through the trials, and allowing you to work in our character, to refine us, to burn out all the chaff, to get rid of the impurities, the dirt, the selfishness, the pride, the anger, the, the, the grudging, the resentment, the wrong the wrong things, the grudging and the resentment. Anger's fine, as long as it doesn't lead to all this lingering stuff. So help us, God, to be honest and humble before you, transparent, letting your light shine, and light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can't comprehend it. So I just pray for every listener, God, for encouragement, lift them up, strengthen them, this day I pray in Jesus' name. 
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.